and it's live or, or recorded at least um welcome to uh the i think we're on episode 38 you know of uh, fpl face off i am comedian uh fitz daniel fitz henry or fpl cantonar on twitter joined as ever by um tom glover tom good evening how are you doing not too bad mate it's been a well it's been a very meh meh game week after what was an excellent start it has um really petered out into nothing how about you yes well at least you had an excellent start mate some of us have just petered (laughs) out to nothing from the start to to the finish yes we're recording this on wednesday night so there is still the clash of the titans burnley and southampton um to go but seeing as neither of us have massive coverage from either of those teams we thought it would be safe to record now and um i think it's fair to say it's been a mixed bag of a game week uh had we recorded this on saturday for example i would have cried in fact i think i sent you a message saying i was going to quit fpl um it's it's been a topsy-turvy week which we'll 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 get to grips with over the course of the episode uh, we will, of course, touch on Sky. Uh, we will have a look at more than Mo as well. Um, pointless though that will be, based on uh, last night's performance. Yeah, and uh, yeah, had we, had we recorded last night again, it would have had a very different vibe. But um, yeah, tonight's action, Harvey Barnes got me something. So you know, it's it's not it's not horrendous, but we'll we'll move on to that. So yeah, the short answer: I'm doing all right, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> good well good. i'm currently with bro left to play i'm on 73 points which is one point off my safety score of 74 i've got a red arrow of 100 places um but i captained cristiano ronaldo so at the start of this game week he got a hat trick i was on 34 points from hit just from him alone i'd gone up to 5k from 11.2k and it felt like there was no way anyone was going to come close to that until Mo Salah played last night and outscored Cristiano Ronaldo um, with 38 points I think he got in the end Um, so yeah that wasn't great and I my transfers this week I bought in Madison and James which meant I then benched Lamptey so I bought in three points and benched 10 for a minus four so that's gone badly. Um, and I've now got James in my team for the Chelsea double game week. And he seems to be playing a centre-back now. And he's Cesar Aspilicueta's little bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Uh, well, um, I'll, you know, I, th- I think you're still doing phenomenally well. At one point, you sent me a screenshot. I think you were a 4K back up to 4k or something ridiculous so um yeah i think it's four or five k um ronaldo i bought in because i didn't want to sell son a few game weeks ago so by having ronaldo has meant i was able to get the son hall last week so it's not all bad i think i'm up on the the deal at the moment but i am a bit nervous now with salah going and hosting um everton at the weekend and everton looked dreadful yeah and obviously that's a derby he's gonna be He's back on form now, isn't he? Like he's obviously had a little bit of a wobble after AFCON and the World Cup qualifiers, but yeah, he's certainly back in the game now. Um, but I think I'm going to have to. St- 
stick without him for now because it's gonna it's gonna take minus fours or eights to get Salah back in, and I'm gonna have to sacrifice good players to get him. So I think I'm going Liverpool list for the rest of the season. It's um it's a bold tactic, but you know it's a very very um. It's a very tricky time of the season. You know, people have been taking hits. Uh, I, it seems like a, a reasonable time to, to jump onto my team in, in terms of kind of how I've, how I've got on this game week, if I may. So, um, I am on 61 as it stands, which considering I did not have Ronaldo and considering I captain Kane, um, do you know what? I, I, I listened back to our last episode and it was only about five minutes into the, the previous episode where I said, I just don't like captaining people in the early game. It's just a thing. I just don't like captaining. And bam, it yeah. really came back to bite me on the ass. Um, annoyingly, it ruined the day of, of the, the second day of my holiday. The first day of a holiday was ruined because my car broke down. Um, so, so that was great. A nice expensive start to the holiday. Uh, and then the second day was ruined despite being on a glorious, literally I was on a beach in Wales, sand, lovely sandy beach, beautiful sunny day, my children running around really, really lovely time. And yet despite Man United winning three, two, it was tinged with this weird kind of like guilt that I didn't have Ronaldo. So yeah, it was a very odd experience um, knowing that Saturday was, was so terrible, but things picked up a little bit uh, over the course of the uh, week helped in no small part by um, Salah, who's got a third of my points basically all on his own. It's always a really difficult one. Um, you know, I've been get, getting a lot of grief from a mate of mine who benched Mo Salah because <laughs> um, he, he's like, well, I'm a, I'm a United fan, you know, I, I, I don't want his points kind of thing, which which to a point I get. But equally, you know, <laughs> if, if, if you play an FPL and I love Man United more than more than I love most things. Uh, but I know that at the moment we're not we're not going to stand uh, much of a chance. And uh, did you watch the game, the Man United Liverpool game? I saw the end of it. And yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, you're, it was an embarrassment really, wasn't it? Like, I, I can't imagine how it must feel as a United fan of Eric. There's literally no sort of oh, well, tactical plan. Allow me, there's no allow me to tell you, mate. It'd be my pleasure to tell you how it feels. Oh, um, before you get into this, Glenn, can you put in some sad music over the top of this as he goes into another... <laughs> weekly rant about how bad his football team is despite the fact well, he's been supported him through the glory years of his childhood when he was living yes. in seven supporting man united winning all the leagues <laughs> and now he's being punished for that glory seeking beginning in his life while his brother by the way is a newcastle fan who's had to suffer in silence all these years but is about to yeah. rise above his brother for the first time in his life absolutely yeah anyway, carry um, on it's it's brilliant, yeah. No, lo- loving life at the moment, uh, <laughs> but no, it, it's. I can tell you how it feels because it feels horrendous. And and watching the game, you know, even if they hadn't scored after three minutes, <laughs> even if they hadn't done that, we were going to get turned over. You could see it from the first couple of minutes. There was no fight. There was no desire to get to the ball until Hannibal came on in like the 80, 81st minute or something. That was the only time you see a player actually running, trying to get a tackle in. Yeah, he committed a couple of fouls and could have been sent off, but at least he, <laughs> he wanted it, you know. And it was, I love the that fact was the that only time. 
Man United fans have been singing the praises of this kid who came on, almost got sent off, gave the ball away for their fourth goal, and that oh, is that your, wasn't his your bright, your bright shining light is exactly is this depressing. Young kid who's, yeah. Depressingly, that yeah. is the the brightest spot. Well, Gary Neville said he was Man United's man of the match. He was only on nine minutes. Um, but yeah, it's gave away a goal and almost got sent off, and he's the bright spark of that team. But he, he didn't give away the goal. Maguire passed to him. It was a hospital pass, and he tried to keep it in to stop Harry Maguire getting another ball just out for no reason. So yeah, he he couldn't really do a lot. But but anyway, I you know I won't go on too much about it. But essentially, we are at rock bottom. You know, the golfing class was was monumental. Liverpool and City to an extent, but Liverpool have got this togetherness, this spirit, and you could take any one of their players out and put in someone else who is equally as good or if not equally as good, equally as able to do the job. We took off Paul Pogba, the one one of our two central midfielders, and brought on Jesse Lingard. Like, what, what were we expecting to happen? Phil Jones playing his third game in three years or something. It's it's just it's just a joke. So, yeah, huge huge clear out over the summer. And as I say, as a United fan, we're at rock bottom. You know, there's no way uh, we can do anything other than just sit back, wait, and um, trust that Eric Ten Hag, when he comes in, can actually be given the time to to rebuild it because it is it's a long, big big job on his hands and yeah it's not a very nice time to be a United fan but <laughs> and I'm not sure he is going to turn it around but uh, he could do but put it this way I'm not going to be putting any United players in my team at the beginning of the next season mm-hmm. I don't think um, we'll see because there's a lot we'll of work see. to do there as a Spurs yeah, there fan is, there's a lot of work to do yeah and yes I would rather have Antonio Conte but whatever that's fine <laughs> well as a Spurs fan yeah it was it was a bad weekend as well um obviously beaten by Brighton but I wasn't mm. too disappointed in in us I think Brighton went out of a good game plan and they stopped the ball into Harry Kane and I don't think other teams are going to be able to do that I still think we're in good form I still think we've got the right manager in charge and I still fancy us to get top four but obviously the result tonight Chelsea rolling over for Arsenal hasn't helped and if you look at Arsenal's fixture list they've got a lot of what I look like on paper difficult games but are going to be fairly routine I think so United at the weekend who we've just covered and then they got West Ham <laughs> like in between their Europa League semi-final fixtures where they're going to have no interest in that game whatsoever um, yeah. so it's going to be to the wire between Spurs and Arsenal for that fourth place and um, United obviously look out of that race now um, we're West technically Ham. we're technically still in it, mate. But um, to be honest, yeah. what's what's the point? <laughs> what is the point of us even getting it? Is what I would say because you know we're we're not ready for it. But anyway, there's no way United get top four. It, no, no. It, it, it's, well, it's it's not beyond the realms of possibility because obviously stranger things I mean, have I'm, happened. I admire you. I will I tell you optimism. <laughs> I admire yeah, your optimism. It is blind optimism. Blind it stupid optimism. And Arsenal to both capitulate and for you to suddenly, for United to suddenly find some incredible form out of nowhere, which they haven't shown for the last two to three years. Yeah, so, and, yeah and, and they won't. They won't do that. No. So, um, yeah, we can, but, um, we can put that little debate to bed. Um, yeah, but looking at but this yeah, this upcoming game week now, it's uh, 
is a difficult situation because we got the Chelsea and United uh, double game week. I'm sat with Cristiano Ronaldo and Rhys James as my double game week players. Uh, Ronaldo, I'd be surprised if he played at the weekend. So I think I'm going to be taking Ronaldo out for Timo Werner and I'm going to be taking Rafinha out for either Mason Mount or Kai Havertz, which gives me James Mount Havertz and Werner. So a triple up there uh, for a minus four. But if Ronaldo is clear to play, then I'm going to be reluctant to remove him at the start of a double game week. What are your plans? Have you looked that far ahead yet? Um, well, I I must admit that I uh, am indebted to you. I'm grateful to you for calming me down last week when I was going to do a rage minus eight and put in Son. Um, you know, that obviously would have would have backfired. Um, Harvey Barnes this week, by the way, has, has him and Salah have, have pretty much saved me to be honest. So again, very grateful for that. But in terms of my plans for the, um, for the next week, I've been, I've been playing around with a couple of little drafts to, to try and see what to do. I've got two free transfers, um, which is a blessing to have that I wouldn't have had. So Doherty's obviously got to go. I'd like to get rid of Sancho and Martinelli. Um, but the trouble is it doesn't really free up all of all that much money, really. So, you know, Sancho replacements probably, again, ideally would be Son, but I'm not going to be able to, to get to them. So probably looking at some Chelsea coverage. Um, definitely would like Havertz, I think, was rested today. So Havertz seems like he's probably the most likely to, to go in. Unless I get rid of Salah, there's not really any way of getting in Son. So realistically, it's probably going to be, if I can stretch to it, and again, I don't know, I'd have to go super, super budget with with a defender. But on my watch list, I would say is Foden, um, possibly Luis Diaz, though I hate to say it, Mount um, and, and Werner. But again, I, without wanting to, I don't want to go down a minus eight, or minus 12 route. So realistically, it's it's likely to be Havertz will be coming in. Um, and that'll be for Sancho straight swap and then probably get rid of Doherty. Again, I, I, I really want to get rid of Martinelli. I quite want to get rid of Mateta. And who, um, who would you look to get? Fixes are right. Who would you get Doherty out for? Who, which defender are you looking at? If I went down the sensible route, it would be to take um, Doherty out. I'd have enough money to go as high as Laporte or potentially Reese James. Um, I might, it'd probably be Laporte or Alonso, who I ended up going with. Um, again, obviously, Alonso's got the benefit of the potential double game week. Obviously, it depends on his. Um, uh, rotation risk, but I think he's he's fairly set in that respect. Well, with Ch- but then with Chilwell injured, with Chilwell injured, he looks pretty nailed. And watching the game tonight, he was he was the most attacking of the two fullbacks. I know Aspilicueta got the goal, um, but Aspilicueta played one the first half at right wing back, and Reese James played the second half at right wing back. And obviously, the first half didn't go great <laughs> in terms of Chelsea no. defensively. Um, Christensen was hooked at half time after like giving away the the opening goal. Uh, Lukaku didn't, yeah, Lukaku didn't um, 
do anything at all. He had the fewest touches in the game and got hooked for Havertz about 60 minute mark, I think. He so, is really, really, really a shadow of his former self, isn't he, Romelu? He looks very much United Lukaku now. He looks very slow and ponderous and just mm. sort of lost up the top for, for Chelsea. But I mean, they do that to all their strikers eventually. Havertz, it's certainly a game that cemented Havertz's position up top for, for Chelsea. Werner yeah. got a goal, but it was a heavy deflection. So, I mean, he's he's going to probably come into my team in place of Ronaldo but he still looks wasteful in front of goal. Mount yeah. didn't seem to do much, but is consistent and is probably the most nailed in that team. I've got Reese James, who I'm going to keep, but I, I don't really trust... I, I don't think he's worth the money now. I wouldn't buy Reese James. I'd buy Alonso, because Alonso is like nearly a million cheaper. He's more attacking. He's got no competition at left wing back. So mm. if I was buying, I'd go to Alonso. In fact, during that game tonight, I looked at what I could afford if I transferred James out for Alonso, but it, it didn't really help me. It's, um, yeah, I think, uh, as you say, it's, it's a difficult one with the Chelsea uh, assets because their fixtures aren't... West Ham pff, could be a tricky one, but again, the Europa League tie, obviously West Ham, that's, that's going to be, quite rightly, that's going to be their focus. And United as well, you know... <sighs> I would love, I would dearly love us to put up a fight, but again, it's. I think all United fans will um, probably just want this season over with, to be honest, just so we can start again and get rid of all the deadwood, etc. But yeah, so that's that's my current thinking. I definitely want some Chelsea coverage. Um, you know, I'm not averse to to some hits if if I need to, um, but. I don't really want to be going more than the minus four if I can avoid it. My rank currently is it's pretty close to a grey arrow, actually, in that I'm um, annoyingly around the 150,000 mark. So it's it's not it's not good. Um, so, you know, I do need to I do need to take a bit of a punt, really. And so I think having said maybe I don't want to do more than a minus four. Actually, I could kind of transform my team with with a minus eight, but I don't know really. What's well, um, who if if you were if you were in my position and you were looking to um, kind of rise up the ranks? I know obviously you would and have got rid of Salah, but is there anywhere else you would try and free up funds? Would you consider getting rid of Kane, for example? Well, that's yeah, that's why I got in Ronaldo and got rid of Salah. It wasn't because I thought Salah was not going to score it's because I wanted to make a push because I got no chips I wanted to do something different and it has paid off so far I mean mm. with your team I'm sorry just loading up your team to look at now personally I would not sell Kane because no. that, we got Brentford away which could be any anything really we don't know enough about Brentford yet as a team they're on the beach as it were but have been playing well Kane could Kane can score that. I, I consider Captain Kane this game week still. And then the next game week, we're playing Leicester at home. And Kane loves playing Leicester. Like he like he could quite easily get a hat trick in that game because he always scores. He's he scored four goals against him on more than one occasion, I think. Uh he's the team Spurs have scored. He's the team that Harry Kane has scored most goals against in the Premier League. So I I'm yeah. re- really reluctant to sell Kane. Um, and then the Dublin 36, Liverpool away, and then Arsenal at home. 
Arsenal on the team, he is second, got the second most amount of goals against. And earlier in the season, when he had Arsenal at home in a double, I considered triple captain in him before the game got postponed. So, yeah, I'm going to have Kane till the end of the season. I'm going to have Son till the end of the season. Um, with your team, yeah, the Sancho punt didn't pay off. I mean, I nope. told you to captain him. and it's. I mean, you'd have had an extra point if you'd have captained him, but he obviously didn't yep. work out well. I mean, I get Sancho out for definite, probably for... But then he has got a double. It's very hard to get rid of players with a double. I don't care. I'm, um, you don't care. I've I've got no problems. I, and you know, I would. It's one of those where you you know you place a bet against. Um, you place a bet for uh, the team to beat you who you support. If that makes sense. So I would yeah, never yeah. do this. But if I'd bet on Liverpool to win last night, at least there would have been some crumb of joy from uh, some crumb of comfort. Never joy, but. Um, but yeah, so I don't so care. If Sancho rather... does well, you're happy as a United fan. And if he yeah. doesn't do well, it's good he's out of your team. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think and... you definitely, if you want to rise, you've got to go different. Um, but it's Bruno hard Gamera's. to say where that is. <laughs> it is yeah, hard. I think that's it very fortunate. <laughs> yeah, it is very fortunate. Um, I mean, yeah, so I'd that, bring that's in, kind I'd... of what I'm looking at. Yeah, I'd bring in Havertz or Mount for Sancho. Yeah, and you've got Rudiger already, so that's good. You've got him in your team. Maybe Doherty to to Alonso, and then you've got the triple up on Chelsea for for, for no no hits because you got two transfers. Did you say? Yeah, got two transfers. So you can do that for for no hits, and I think triple up on Chelsea with no hits this week is going to be a pretty decent a pretty decent start to the week because if people haven't so- got chips, they're going to be taking hits to get them in. So one one interesting debate that I've seen a little bit is you know whether to whether it's worth risking the double up um, at the back for Chelsea because defensively they haven't been they haven't been exactly rock solid over the last kind of few weeks you know they've no. obviously shipped four tonight um, they didn't ship any against Southampton of course but then that was a very toothless display um, but they got beat by Brentford. Uh, so you know they have conceded quite a quite a number of goals in in the last few weeks. Is a double up a bit risky, or do you think that actually the <laughs> combined attacking threat of West Ham and Man United is probably worth a punt? Well, exactly that. Like West Ham, they're going to be focused on the Europa League. Chelsea at home, I don't see West Ham putting up much of a fight there. Uh, then obviously United have looked poor. We don't know. If Ronaldo is going to be available for that game yet. Uh, if he isn't, then I, I, it's hard to see where your goals are coming from. And then they've mm. got a run where they've got Everton, Wolves, mm. who are both terrible goal-scoring teams, away to Leeds, um, where, well, a Leeds attack well, but they've still without Patrick Bamford. And then they've got Leicester and Watford. So it's not like you're facing teams that, or Chelsea are yeah. facing teams that are going to score heavily. Um, but yeah, it's it's the risk you got to take. I think if you got that double up, then you're gonna and they do get a couple of keen sheets this game week, then that is gonna rocket you up the ranks. Yeah, it's it's what I need to do at this stage. Um, so let's have a quick chat about um, chips because I know you haven't got any chips. But as as a top ten k manager as you are, um, if you had a free hit and a bench boost to play, what would your 
tactics be and we'll see how close that is to my current plan well i'm not a top 10k manager anymore as we have just covered i'm only a top 12k manager now but okay. i'm, I'm well, working my way up <laughs> um, um yeah if i had if i had those chips it would definitely be 100 bench boost 36 because there's so many good double gaming options you're not going to mm. have to mess with your team too much to get a team of 15 doublers and then it would be to free hit in 37 most likely because it looks as if there's going to be um some a mix of teams with doubles in 37 who don't have like the likes of aston villa and chris Palace and I think City look likely to have a double in 37 and yeah. you, if you could triple up on City in that <laughs> in 37 and get the right City players um, then that could be what pushes you up because if you if you hit Mares and Sterling on the weeks when they get a hat-trick then that's going to be a massive differential to those like me who are just not going to be in a position to get in a Sterling for one game week yeah yeah yeah, that's a good point. So those 36 fixtures, I mean, that is that is more or less uh, bang on what my plan is, whether I build for 37 or 36, but actually build for 36 makes sense. The doubles, Leicester, I've got Everton and Norwich. I've got Harvey Barnes at the moment. So actually looking at um, a Leicester defender, perhaps maybe even Schmeichel um, might be a worthwhile punt. You've got Watford. I'm just not even going to look at Watford. Chelsea have got Wolves and Leeds. Everton, not going to look at Everton. Liverpool have got Tottenham and Villa, but a blank in 37, which again, wouldn't matter if I free hit. Very good thinking. Uh, Arsenal, Leeds, Tottenham, Villa, Burnley, Liverpool. Villa have got two doubles in a row there that week, but again, yeah, so there's there's some good, there's some good tasty doubles there. Um, and I've got triple or double I've certainly got double Liverpool at the moment I've got triple Arsenal uh, no yeah I've got triple Arsenal but I don't want I don't want triple Arsenal I want Martinelli out but maybe if I could free up a few more funds I could um, I was looking at Adamola Lookman actually who might be um, a shout to get in I don't know what his minutes are like at the moment yeah well he came on for Harvey Barnes today um, it feels like he's involved a lot because everyone keeps doing the joke on twitter where he assists someone and the joke is look what do you what do you say when you see a manor house look man jewsbury hall and what do you say when whoever he assists it is a jewsbury hall that's the, another one well remembered well um yeah because yeah, he he'd be a worthwhile punt i think and actually i could get him in now and replace martinelli and still have money in the bank i might just do that for a minus four you know i don't think he's a very exciting option but in terms of building a game week 36 bench boost i think he's definitely worth having in as an enabler uh jacob ramsey would be a good enabler again to have because aston villa are going to have two doubles um i'm i've still got martinez in my team i've got Ramsdale and Martinez as my goalkeepers, which is really killing me at the moment. But I'm reluctant yeah. to get rid of Martinez with a double, with double, double for Aston Villa to come. <clears throat> um, but yeah, as it stands, this isn't a very funny podcast, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's the end of the it's the end of the season. I think you know we're we're I I don't know. Yeah, it's not a funny one, uh, but equally, I think it's. I think it's an important one. It's an FPL one, isn't it, really? This is where we I need to work out what, this... our, what our USP is. Yeah, anyone this deep into the season is not listening to this for fun anymore. They're listening to this 
for something for different. Pain. I think I think one thing that's important to to know is that it's at this time of the season is to try not to get caught up in the Twitter sort of template, the Twitter like bandwagons that yeah. everyone seems to to throw out. Like because before this game week, there's a lot of people saying you've got to captain Bruno over Ronaldo because Ronaldo's only going to play one game. He played one game and got a hat-trick. He would have definitely played against Liverpool off the back of that. Um, but obviously, for very sad reasons, he didn't. But that was false, a false assumption that he wasn't going to play two games. I bought James, Reese James in, and everyone said that he wouldn't play against Arsenal. He did play against Arsenal. He he blanked and got zero points, but, but he did play. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were saying Cancelo was not going to play tonight. He played and got a clean sheet. So, yeah, try to back yourself, I think, in the, in the run-in. Don't listen to what everyone's saying on Twitter. I mean, look at look at Az. has got a lot of abuse for putting Bruno Grumierez into his team. And captain is probably... He? Yeah, he did captain it, I think. Yeah, and he got two yeah. goals and an assist. And, yeah, I mean, I think it was fortunate, but... He he made a, a different call, and it's probably saved his game week. This game week. Mm. Um, so yeah, if you if you've got if you've got a pun, if you've got something that you want to go for that's different from what people are telling you to do, then yeah, take Just that risk it. at this stage of the season. I think because it could help you. Yeah, yeah, good thinking, good thinking. So yeah, certainly um, it's it's certainly getting to an interesting stage now, and you know I'm grateful to have have the chips that i've got um we were having a debate while we were watching the football last night um me and my man united sporting chums um most of us have got uh there's four in our little kind of league and um one of them has still got a triple captain chip and it was an interesting debate about whether uh he had left it too late to use his chips and you know it's interesting to see you know i i don't know what his kind of plans are with regards to that but yeah i'm i for one i'm very pleased that the triple captain was used successfully in 26 yeah but i mean at this point though like any chips you have are good because it just means it's going to help boost your rank so exactly you may not my, use it in the most opinion, optimal yeah. time yeah um but I'm, I'm actually quite glad i don't have any chips in a way because it seems very stressful trying to build your team for this bench boost and, and trying to work out when to free hit there's a lot of people free hit this game week I'm back. Sorry about that. I've got no idea what happened. It just it just stopped working. But I think I'm it was probably now. probably producer Glenn probably hacked into this stream and he was he was so bored to sleep by <laughs> how um by the lack of humor in the podcast and our both what what do you what's the word? Our very feeling sorry feeling sorry for ourselves a bit this week, aren't we? And and so yeah, I think we should move on. I think fatigued. Let's do a quick little roundup of more than Mo, because obviously no one could have scored more than Mo this week. Um, I had Fabian yes. Shah, who got nine points, which I'm pretty happy with nine points for Fabian Shah. That's a pretty good punt. And he only scored one goal. He only conceded one goal in the first game. So that could have very easily been the double clean sheet I predicted. Um, but yeah, I'll take nine points for Fabian Shah. What did you land on? Uh, I went for Alan St. Maximan. And um, yeah, I think less said about that, the better, to be honest. 
Um, so yeah, no, no winners there, my friend. No winners. There. He did do a, a quadruple step over tonight with. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. That was quite good. <laughs> that was very funny. <laughs> yeah, that was very good. Newcastle, by the way, first time since Bobby Robson that they've won six games in a row at home. So, um, yeah, they're going to be frightening, I think, in a couple of years. Well, yeah, I I wouldn't back anyone away to Newcastle, especially midweek at the moment. That's why I said in the last game week, Crystal Palace going mm. at midweek under the lights. Newcastle fans have got to be buzzing at the moment, having yeah. had the season turn around, the takeover, getting rid of Mike Ashley that was already an intimidating place to go. And now it's going to be, it's probably the worst stadium to have to go to in the country as a opposition fan. So as an opposition team I'd argue that that Anfield last night was probably the worst to go to as an opposition fan. But yeah, I get your (laughs) point. Yeah, so no no winners on more than Mo, um, but some interesting fixtures this week. Do you have a prediction ready to go for who you think will get more than Mo next week? Yeah, well, I'm not. I think it could be very similar to this week. I can imagine Mo getting a hat trick at home to Everton, but I will go with a double game week player. I will be a Chelsea player, and it would be Kai Havertz. Having had that rest, uh, I feel like he could. He'd be he'd be the player I captain this game week. I think. Nice. Well, that's who I was going to go for, um, but that's fine uh, <laughs> because I will instead go for a. Um, I'm going to go for Kulazewski. Kulazewski um, at home. Oh, sorry, away to Brentford. No idea why, but you never know, hey. You never know. <laughs> uh, well, for, so... well, well done. Yeah, I, I, that's what I like to do with my picks. Is as soon as <laughs> as soon as you pick the one that I was going to go for, I panic and go for the first possible option. Uh, so so that's that. Lovely, uh, good. Well, as the tone and cheeriness of the podcast hasn't quite been up to the normal levels that we would expect, uh, let's cheer ourselves up by opening for the first time this week the Sky Fantasy Football uh, app. Um, yeah, and also I mean, it's I've... quite a, it's quite appropriate. I think that we are sad, bearing in mind what is to come at the end of the the pod. We'll come on to that, of course. Um, yes, of course. I've had a good week in Sky. Have you? How many points? A hundred and nine. Oh, that is a good week. Well, yeah. compared to me. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, it's let's face it, it's not helping me. I'm at six thousand two hundred fifty four. Um, but but yeah, Cancelo, Laporte, Trent, Pope, all done all right for me. Uh, Saka with a last minute goal, uh, and Salah, yeah, that's um, not too bad. Like I say, it's it's game over for me in Sky this season. I haven't used, I haven't made any transfers for weeks. I'm saving them all, all my ten for the final <laughs> um, final push. For the final push for the games console. Um, yes, I've got eight transfers left. And I've got 86 points this game week. I dropped slightly to to 1.3k now. Um, Cancelo returned tonight, 20 points on captaincy. Salah had a 40 points on captaincy, but a lot of zeros and ones and twos in the rest of the team, to be honest. Um, yeah, I've, I've sort of disengaged from it a little bit, but we'll, like you, we'll be pushing for the games console with my second team. When May rolls around, I've still got 15 transfers in my second team. So I'll be setting that up ready for a big 
a big last minute push and you can tell that it's been a stressful week for Fitz and his car's broken down and United are awful because he keeps having to mute the podcast to vape, to vape violently <laughs> and aggressively in his front room. Yes, which will be stopping at the end of the month. I'm throwing it away. Um, but yeah, that's that's because more, more it's well probably causing me. untold damage to your lungs that we, we are yet to discover. Uh, this really has been the cheeriest episode of (laughs) Face Off ever, hasn't it? It's just the only way is up. To be honest, and we know what's coming next, don't we? We do indeed. Yes, anyone anyone who's listened to this podcast over the season will know that you know we're both big fans of our teams, and tuning in to the episode after Man United get dicked uh, at Anfield in a humbling, horrifying display. They weren't. They're not here for the laughs, <laughs> let's face it. Um, <laughs> and someone else who isn't here for the laughs. Um, it's been a big week. Do you want to Do you want to tell the listeners what's happened? Yep. So, of course, every week, Sean Dyche has been penning us a poem. Um, some would say it has affected his team's league form, the amount of <laughs> effort he's putting into to writing his poetry. And then a shock sacking this week, the day before they played, the day of the press conferences, Sean Dyche was removed from his job. There's been no sort of goodbye post by the, the club on Twitter. He was spotted out in in the in the town on the piss the following day. Um, Brilliant. It's very strange. Something's gone on in the club that we'll probably find out about one day. Um, but yes, mm. it, he he's he still managed to get to his uh, pen and quill. No, that's not right, is it? To his pen and quill. quill. His parchment and quill and, and pen a poem and sent over to Fitz, who is, is going to read it now to close out this very happy podcast. Yes. Thank you. Thank you ever so much for listening. Um, <laughs> we do genuinely appreciate it, however, however disinterested we may sound. Uh, right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Roses are red, violets are blue. I've been sacked, so stick your poem up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh sure. Sean, such a way with words. Um, um, it's... Maybe <sighs> maybe Sean will go more in depth next week. He's obviously had a very difficult week. He's been out drinking and he it's hasn't hung over had a chance to that, write that. Yeah. yeah, and it's been Easter, so maybe he's been busy with his kids and we forgot we didn't really know where we were going to record this podcast and maybe he just didn't have time to write one and had to do that <laughs> two minutes before we started recording. But maybe. yeah, he'll, he'll be back. I'm sure he will. Um, and yeah, in, in the meantime, you know, it's as we approach the end of the season, you know, do, do let us know what you would like from the pod. Uh, we are, I think like everyone else, we're kind of, waiting for the season to to end <laughs> um but you know we're we're loving doing the pod and we as always welcome your correspondence so do tweet us at fpl face off and if there's another manager you want to hear of maybe you could let us know i wouldn't i wouldn't then say i'm waiting for the season to end I'm, I'm still enjoying fpl i just feel a little bit deflated having had such a great start to the game week for it then to just end up being another gray arrow and and it is it is quite hard at the moment and there's a, it's very difficult to make those decisions it's exciting everyone's doing different things but yeah and also with both our teams having a bad game week it's our real teams that is then um yeah it, it is hard to get motivated sometimes but we, yeah we both love the podcast and we both love playing fpl and sky 
we both play Sky as well. <laughs> we do both play Sky. Good. That's that's made me laugh at least. We love the pod. <laughs> we love FPL, and we both play Sky. Couldn't have put it better myself. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, good. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. Don't forget, tweet us at FPL Face Off. And uh, for now, Lotus. Lotus. Thank you.